The world around us is changing faster than ever before. From automation, artificial intelligence, big data, geolocation, to every aspect of how we work and live. This includes data. Welcome Welcome, to Data Gurus Podcast. Our mission is to bring you a real-life perspective on what's happening in the industry and how successful companies and individuals in this niche navigate through the sea of change. Encouraging you to be bold, be brave, and be fearless. Let's navigate the data ecosystem together. Welcome to the Data Gurus Podcast. Welcome back to Data Gurus. I have such an interesting guest on the show today. It's Pear Hawkinson. Welcome, Pear. Time to welcome this week's data guru. Thank you. Nice to have you. And I think our listeners are going to be fascinated to hear your journey. I know recently you, well, maybe not so recently as as I think, but you recently decided to embark on a journey of cloud living. Yes. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Sure. And yes, I've, I've started an experiment actually quite a long time ago, 12 years ago, when I started to think about uh, what technology want, uh, what's the promise of technology. And I realized that I could replace a lot of physical things with applications or web services. And then the, the iPhone came around and it just struck me that I can use this to do anything that I want. I can only live with this and a passport. What inspired you to do that? I mean, that's a radical shift. You sold your house, you got rid of your car, you, you really got rid of your physical ownership. What inspired you? What motivated you to do that? A couple of different things. One thing was I like to travel. So I saw this opportunity to traveling more and I've done a similar experience, smaller experiments in the past, but it's also simplicity. I realized that once I started to let go of things, my life became much simpler. I think that was the big driving force and not just simpler in the way of, of going from ownership to access, the, also, the business model was simpler. I could not just sign up and cancel online, mm-hmm. pay for subscriptions instead of getting a, a physical paper bill in the mail, which is a much clunkier way of, of interacting with companies. Right. And were you ever worried about, you know, your privacy, your, you know, people having so much access to everything that you do? Right. No, I'm, I'm very mindful about what I'm sharing. I've set it up my life in a way that I think actually my life is more private than most people's because there's a number of, of different kind of data points that companies and, and the governments are collecting about people that I'm not exposed to mm. in, the, in the same way that we might not think about, like with credit cards and phone bills and, and so forth. So you think you're less exposed because you've set it up in a way that you don't have those things that other people have and hence less accessibility to you and what you're doing. Yes, and I can, I can see that with uh, the little advertising I'm getting through mainly Instagram. Instagram is the only space where I'm getting advertised. And I can see what kind of advertising I'm getting there. And it's not so ba- much based on the data of who I am and the information collected. It's more my usage. Right. Now, you had a hypothesis going into this in that you, I almost interpreted it as you didn't want to prevent from being defined by technology, but rather you wanted to accept technology and see what type of person you would be or what your experience would be like. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that because that's a fundamental shift. I think many of us struggle with how, how much to embrace technology, but yet not lose kind of your core being in the process. Yes. No, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, um, it started out as, as this idea of let's just explore the promise of technology and technology promises that we can work anywhere and live anywhere and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, well, 
that takes a lot of intention and effort to get to that point. And so once I got to that point, I realized that this is not about technology at all. That's just a new platform. Just like the industrial platform was one that, uh, where we used oil and, and cars and we you know, drove around and all that kind of stuff. And we walked to malls. Right. So this is just a new way of organizing life. Mm. of what is life in this new context. Right. So my biggest challenge was, because I, I managed to free up a lot of time and space and attention, and that put me in a place where I'd actually had to think about, okay, who am I? What do I want to do? And what do I do with all this extra time? Right. And it, it sound, might sound luxurious to have extra time, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So it became much more of a, a, a journey in what is in humanity, What's our role in this new world where we have all these cool tools that can power our lives? What did you learn? What, what are some of the things that you observed and learned through this? The, the first thing was that I felt that previously I was very much powered by beliefs that came from society or from education or from the different companies I worked at. And once I started to connect with people in, in networks, and I lived in Chile and in Switzerland and Asia and Mexico and different places, right. I was sort of forced to look inwards and start thinking about my, my own purpose. Okay. So why am I here? What, what do I want to do? Who am I? Mm-hmm. And also create a culture that, so how I interact with people independently of where they are in the world. I cannot just trust that, okay, the California culture will work in, in Chile and will solve all my problems. No, I got to start listening. Right. So you started listening and you started realizing more about yourself in this process? Yes, much more about myself, which was pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it always is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and this whole you know, journey that we talk about, the paradigm shifts and yeah. the technological shift, it's really a human shift. It's that we need to upgrade ourselves and our consciousness. And yeah, that's, that's uh, so much harder than just hook up, start using Google or Facebook. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you do seem very calm. I'm talking to you and, and kind of worry-free. And you're one of the few people that I've talked to where they're not battling technology. They're not inundated with fragmentation in their head of all the things that are kind of clouding their minds. So when you talk about us shifting as humans, mm. what does that mean specifically? I think it's, it means that we, are, we have our opportunity and I don't have all the answers here. I'm just very sure. interested in exploring that space. But there, I found when I started reading more about humanity, I found that there, there is a red thread all through humanity where I think the overall story is that we, uh, we are very human, we are very kind. And then we created different ways of organizing society and organizing ourselves that we get stuck in. Mm-hmm. And in industrial, it might be companies, it might be schools, mm-hmm. but all of those are fairly short-lived. But there is this, you know, higher. single, yes, higher and, and, and single planetarian focus of we are human beings, we're doing the best we can, we, we have this single perspective, this individual perspective, and that, that, that's it, that's what we come in with. Right. And then how do we interact and connect? And I've, I've seen that we are shifting from the idea of competing. Competing has been very important the past 150 years, and that's sort of the story we're telling ourselves. And now we're moving into a world where we're collaborating, but we don't really know how to do that and also thrive as individuals human beings. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Darwinism, survival of the fittest, right? Creates competition. And that shift of, you know, I even think in business, it, things are shifting as well in terms of it's, you know, obviously people want to make money, but mm. there's a little bit more openness to giving back to communities, giving back to, I mean, not everybody, but I, I'm starting to see more of that shift as well. Are you seeing some of that as well? Yes, no, no, it, it is a big difference. And that's what I, I'm working on with, with companies. And I think that's where this story resonates that you got, because it, it is an entrepreneurial story from the perspective that you start with just an idea. Mm-hmm. 
and then you, uh, like Steve Jobs said, that creativity is just connecting things. Right. And it's, it's yeah, let's connect this with this idea with the, the smartphone, with applications, with this idea that I have of living freely anywhere in the world, collaborating. And then I'm running to all different kinds of challenges. But that's, that's just life. That's just right. everyday life. And it's, I find extremely creative to live in that world and being faced with the challenges all the time because I, I become better at solving them. Right. Well, and you have more time to think about it. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, I, no, absolutely. And I think the reflection has really been something that shifted my life in just going a little bit deeper, simplify things, but also going a little bit deeper mm-hmm. in understanding how things relate to me, mm-hmm. not from the perspective of the ego, but more, more from the perspective of the, of the self. So getting to know me and understand, what, so what does this mean to me living like this? What have I have learned? What are the insights? And how can I bring this into the next? things I'm doing. A little bit of everyday reflection that's become like just a, just a muscle that I'm using, which has become very important in just living and, and growing as a human being. Sure. Sounds fascinating. I also know that you've done, well, let me ask you this. What is your background by training? Like, what did you study? What's your orientation in terms of, you know, your area of specialty prior to doing this? All right. Yeah, I think that's where it, when it started to go wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was so interested in a bunch of things, but I started with economics. Okay. And then I felt that that both of that subject and that crowd was so it was very career oriented and I wanted to do more of a, of literature and art okay. so I, that and then I, I got into you know just reading different kind of books you read them in the, the natural language so the languages mm-hmm. and, and then I'm interested in writing so I started with publishing I went in on in different universities of course and just explored and, and designed my own sort of parallel education because I do notice that you also wrote a book or you've developed a course for Bitcoin. Yes. So how did that come about? Because that seems very technical. And obviously it works well with what you're doing, but I'm just curious, how, how did you get so deep involved into Bitcoin? Yes. Then you know, no, it, it's true. It's, it's very logic in this new network world where we're sort of organizing ourselves through networks. It's extremely logic. It's much faster and simpler and cheaper to use. But I ran into, I mean, the part of this journey is, is, is being, for me, has been about being very transparent, authentic, and honest about what I do, and I share that. Sure. And so, and that's the best way, I found that's the best way to connect with other people and get to know them. So I've just, people have been gravitating towards me, and I've been gravitating towards people, and that has been playing around with different things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, far back, six, seven years ago, I ran into someone that started talking about this. And I thought, yeah, this is, this is brilliant. I didn't understand that much of it, but this is brilliant. And then you just keep on exploring because that's the tribe you're part of. Right. And, and eventually it just clicks. And I, I saw that, wow, this is, this is brilliant. I want to know. And I also saw it as a beachhead into my own personal transformation in clarifying with my clients what I can do and what can I help them out with. Sure. So instead of going with this big area of digital transformation and now talk about something that's more specific and then we move into the transformation and it could be a bunch of different kind of artificial intelligence and, mm. and, and the things. But I also see something in it that there's a spirituality in, in the blockchain. Mm-hmm. The idea behind it that we, we create a, a system, a network that we can transfer value between people independently of nation states and, and third party financial institutions. I mean, there, there's a very romantic idea mm-hmm. that, I, that I really dig. It's almost like land doesn't govern, your boundaries don't govern. If people can unite at a different level and not be bound by the geographic definition. Yes. And, and that idea, I mean, it's, it's just from this, the 17th century, that idea of nation states. It's mm-hmm. fairly young and it's, I don't think we talk enough about, okay, what's the next way of organizing? If this is the big picture and we all connected 
at the point where all seven and a half billion people are connected in, right. in on the internet, you know, what, how are we going to organize things yep. in a smarter way that uh, we can make sure that people are taken care of when health, in your healthcare, education, right. and we distribute the wealth a little bit smarter. Sure. And I think the challenge now is that we don't have that capability because it's country against country. Right. I'm curious, talk a little bit more about, is blockchain the answer to unite people? Because you don't necessarily hear about blockchain and roman- romantic in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just trying to make that connection. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think it's it's another platform or it's another piece of the puzzle. But it, to me, it's it's all about in you know, change starts within. Yeah. You cannot work and, and change an organization. I don't think you can change people or countries. You got to make a decision from within and say, okay, I want to change. I want to uh, understand the big picture. If we don't do anything. If we don't do radical things about climate change, inequality now, and mm-hmm. in, I don't contribute to that, it's not going to happen. And I, I think that's where it starts. And that's why the journey is it's pretty rough. Yeah. Well, it's personal accountability and, yep. and doing our part as a as a citizen of the world to, to make it a better place. Yes. It's very admirable. Are you seeing more people embracing this type of living? I am. I mean, I'm, I'm both. One thing that I'm getting as a feedback is it's going to be lonely. And I've never been so social in my life because I meet people nice. every day, everywhere. Right. But it, it's, I think it comes from that idea that we, we live in a, we have live in our small communities and then we, we venture out the side of those communities that's where the strangers live right and then we come back physically to our little community and that's where our friends live and that's where we feel safe and i've just made the world into my little community Community. and so there are no strangers right and in that sort of mindset i meet people all the day at the time that really wants to make a big difference and work on you know smaller projects or bigger projects in making that shift it's very exciting you're definitely a leader i don't know many people who've embraced it but it's it's commendable It really is. Thank you. If somebody wanted to find out more about your journey or your story, how could they find you? I think the easiest way is my Instagram and my blog. That's where I share. I'm going to take photos every day. I talk about a little bit about the shift, things I do. Try to illustrate and tell a story about this lifestyle, Mm -hmm. what it looks like and and what it feels like. And also, you know, obviously where I am in the world and what I'm working on. That sounds good. Do you want to just share the blog name with folks? Yeah, so the Instagram is is per.hak.com. A-N-S-S-O-N. Okay. I thank you so much for being on the, on the show. I look forward to keeping in touch and learning more about your journey. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Data Guru's podcast. This episode has ended, but your exploration doesn't have to. Head over to www.dataguruspodcast.com and access all the resources and links mentioned in today's show. You'll also find bonus content available to our podcast listeners exclusively. That's www.dataguruspodcast.com. Until next time, be bold, be brave, and be fearless.